Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Just Keep Writing. A podcast for writers, by writers, to keep you writing. I'm Marshall. I'm Nick. I'm Will. Oh, snap. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> no, it's welcome awesome to be back. With- welcome back. Will is back and Will is going to stick around. We've decided to uh, just keep him. I think is what we decide, right, Nick? Yeah, I mean, we uh, unofficially, officially extended the offer out last week, and uh, oh, happy he, to say that. Did he Will say yes? Didn't even say yes. He just said, "Okay, I'm gonna go do this, this, and this," and we we're like, "Okay." <laughs> we just started taking over, <laughs> and we're not mad at him about it. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so, not at all. The top of the show, we're gonna talk housekeeping for a bit. Uh, some stuff has changed. Uh, what have we done, boys? We got a website. We have things happening. Tell we're, the people. We've got a lot going on right now. Um, Will, I'm actually going to throw this one to you because you've been running our social media. Could you kind of talk about that and what you've been able to do so far? Sure. I'm the social media maven, everyone. Great to meet everyone. Um, we started our Instagram at Just Keep Writing Podcast, and we are on Twitter at Just Keep Writing with an N and a number one. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Um, with the Instagram, though, specifically, um, I'm really heavily going into that first. Uh, what I really want to do as, you know, as a group, like what we really, our goal is, is to have a community, you know, and to really each day highlight an author, their book, whether it's upcoming, we're going to tag the author, we're going to, you know, make sure we do some fun Instagram stories to really just create that type of community. So if any of the listeners have any short stories coming out and novels, please reach out to us. You can DM us through Instagram. You can DM us through Twitter. We will make sure that we put you on there. And while our reach is small right now on Instagram, it will be very, very large within the tens of thousands in about four months <laughs> because I know what I'm doing. And we have fancy new emails. You can reach out to us that way. That'll be in the show notes as well. Um, you know, we also have discord, please don't forget discord and we love our discord. And that's the main reason Nick and I started this show and why we're bringing Will on is to help strengthen the community that we've already have. You know, we have these amazing folks sitting in discord, talking about their writing, talking about what's going on, conferences, all that kind of stuff and what we're doing. And, um, we just want to broaden that and, and highlight you guys. So this is, this is great. And I'm so happy to have Will on. Uh, and this will be his first episode on 37 episodes in. Well, technically as part of, as a co-host, he's been on a few other times. <laughs> I was a special guest star. Special guest. Yes. Featuring, you know, <laughs> yeah, I love it. uh, so what else do we want to talk about guys? We, we have some other housekeeping stuff, conferences and stuff. Uh, where do you want to go next? WXR. All right. Yeah. So that's the big one. Um, those of you in our community, especially in the discord, um, the day we're recording, this is literally the day before Surrey opens up and registration for that, um, is important. And this episode will come out a couple days after that. So we're just using this as a context, but WXR and Surrey are meeting up and doing virtual this year. WXR as a cruise. Um, and those of you that don't know, it's writing excuses retreat, uh, they canceled their cruise aspect and they're switching, teaming up with Surrey and uh, doing a virtual event in October. So, and we'll have a link in the show notes to all of that. Um, it'll be probably too late to register, unfortunately, and it's probably going to fill up pretty quick from what uh, Will says that fills up within a couple hours. Huh? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year was an hour. Ugh. So either way, um, hopefully we'll be able to, those of us that attend, I know I'll be there in some capacity. Uh, I'm not sure if these guys will be there or not, but we'll report back and talk about anything we can around that event when it comes up. Um, but yeah, that's just the nature of the beast this year. I mean, obviously we're not cruising. So that's the big part, um, which is yeah. a huge bummer. This would have been the first year Will was supposed to go. Nick and I were going to room room together for the first time, even though everybody thought we were rooming together this whole time, uh, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I was looking forward to it. But, you know, next year. We'll cruise again. Hopefully we will. We will be cruising because this COVID is going to be done. We got to We got to deal with this, man. We got to deal with it. And to, and, and, and on that note, people have to stop pretending it's not a thing still. Can we stop that? What? Come on, wear a mask and be safe. Protect people. Oh, I'm sorry. Otherwise it's we're going to be stuck at home again. Well, <laughs> that cracks me up when people are like, it's just a flu. Well, yeah. welcome to New York where we had an outside morgue of our hospital and body bags were building up. Oh, it's heartbreaking, man. This whole thing has been crazy. This has been the craziest year. Um, and this is something the three of us talk about all the time. And it seems like every day it's something, something else. So I don't, I don't even know anymore. I'm still jobless after a month. Right. Did you say that That's on the last weird. show after you lost you? Do you say you were lost your job and you were looking? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, well hey guys, I got laid off back in the end of May. Here I am it's out there now. <laughs> Almost started July and I'm uh, unemployed. <laughs> or as some say, looking for opportunity. Oh, I like that, dude. And you are. You're out there. You're looking. I'm not being lazy about it by any means. You know, throwing out, throwing at least ten to fifteen applications a week um, to places as they open up. It's just it, the market right now. No one really knows what's going to happen with the economy in the next six months. And I know, and and the reason so, I bring this up too is you're not the only one. I know people in the Discord, are, you know, folks out there looking for jobs. The, the whole world is topsy turvy right now, so we just want everybody to be as creative as you can, given the circumstances. Honestly, create what you can, yeah. right? And sometimes getting out of bed is a win. Absolutely, yeah. If that's all you do, it's a win. I'll tell you what's going to get me out of bed in the morning tomorrow is I made a tea time for 8 a.m. So I'm gonna be popping out of bed to go play some golf. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Have I talked about that yet? That sounds nice. You did. I, all, all I know <laughs> is I'm a little jealous. Yeah, you should be. Because I have no one to go with me at weekday right now. I just play by myself. Yeah. So you won't go by yourself, me. Nick? No, they wouldn't let me. They won't let, let you right now. No. Or you ever. Your, your courses are too busy. That's why. My, yep. Our courses are too busy. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. So we talked about social media. We talked about conferences and stuff. Um, before we get into our topic and what we're talking about this week, uh, let's talk about our, should we talk about our writing? I feel like that's something we need to do as a group often these days. Yeah. We need to do it like every episode, like every episode. I mean, considering we're a writing podcast, we should talk about what we're working on, what we're looking at. Um, I know for me, I'm working on fire magazine still that piece. Um, I know we'll read it. I'm going to send out, uh, I'm going to edit it and send a version out probably to Nick, um, before I go camping in a couple of days, which I'm really excited about. Ooh, um, I'm so jealous. So I've got a couple, a couple other publications I might try to hit up by the end of the month, but the end of the month is coming up a little, a little quick for me. Mm-hmm. So there's that. 
Mm, so quick. <laughs> for the end of the month for Faya? Yeah. Okay, well, there's always other magazines, too. Oh, I know. I just, this piece is, like, the theme. So that's why I'm... Totally, I'm, but... Yeah. Totally, but you that's so that's such a good piece that if you miss Faya for this one... Yeah. It's, it's so good. Oh, thanks, buddy. You're, you you're, can send it to, like, Clark's World or when Lightspeed opens, like... Um, you know, I know you really like aiming for Faya. I love their stuff. Yeah, no, like, I just, you know. Faya's done really well over the last couple months, I feel like, with their issues. For sure. I've read them since they opened. I love their stuff. It's like, they put up the work. Which, hey, Troy, if you're listening, come on. We'd love <laughs> to have you. <laughs> yeah, Troy. Troy, are Let's- you listening? Hello, Troy. Yeah. We don't hear your response yet, but we'll be looking forward to it. Marco, I've got you booked. Right. Um, what about you guys? Well, well, no, well, you, I just read the secondary through of one of your short stories that mm-hmm. I originally liked, but this time, no, I, I, no, I like the emotional depth that you brought out in this short story was incredible and you you really just expanded upon what you had right so you know talk about that and where where do you want to submit it to oh thanks that's really nice um and i didn't pay you to say that so that was really good well Um, checks in the mail right i don't paradigm shift is the title right now um and i am gonna do another draft tomorrow and then I'll be sending it to Marshall. And once I get that feedback, I'll go through it again. Um, and I'm going to actually send this one out in July, which is nerve wracking. I'm excited for you. I know we, I we've been talking for months, man. And and you're like, oh, it's not ready. It's not ready. I'm not going to send it out. And I'm like, you keep encouraging us to send things out and giving us deadlines. And you're not sending anything out yourself. So I'm ready for you to do this. I'm stoked. Stoked for Dude, you. Yeah, and the story itself is, um, I would say it is heart-wrenching in a really beautiful way. I can't wait to read it. On that, that was really the goal that I wanted. At the end of the story, you felt really affected, and it was um, both sad and at the same time uplifting and beautiful. Awesome. Can't wait to read it. Yeah, you'll like it, Marshall. All right, Nick, what are you working on? Oh boy, um, working on the ending of uh, my Dax O'Shea book um, that will hopefully be done in the next week. So I can send that over to our good friend Will. Um, <laughs> but I currently am, I got a couple things in the works of researching, researching Renaissance uh, due to, I'm going to write a fantasy short story, possibly novel in that like time period. Um, and then I'm working on a dark Cinderella story. That's awesome, dude. I, I've seen too many damn movies of the re-adaptation of Cinderella and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, who, who puts up with that nowadays? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, is that father really that good of a father? If he left her with that terrible stepmom, like, like he didn't know. You always know, know, right? You always know. 
right? I would feel like you do, or you're just so <laughs> dumb and ignorant that like you gotta highlight that. So I want a Cinderella that may or may not, you know, butcher some people. I yeah. don't know. Killer Cinderella. I'm in. Dude, right? Love it. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> yeah. So, and hopefully, well, I mean, July's around in the corner. I'll get some feedback from Will on my uh, my novel. So I'll probably be uh, crying a little bit. Oh, you're not going to cry. You're not going to cry. Coddling myself in the corner. You're going to take it. You'll probably wet your pants, change them, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Just be prepared for that. Have a change of pants. You'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, just... <laughs> Record it so I can listen to it over and over again in the shower as I cry. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's a, no, that's no, a good image. You, you were in the military, bitch. Okay, like I'm sure, <laughs> like you can, like toughen it up. Okay, <laughs> yeah. As you can see, we're not feeling too bad for you right now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Look, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some distance from this character. We're good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Can I talk about my thing real quick? My other thing? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I guess I should talk about that. So last time we talked, I wrote this blog post on my website that people responded pretty well to. And one of my friends who works for NBC News passed it off to his editor and a version of it got published on NBC Think today. So I was pretty stoked about that. So it's not it's fiction. It's uh, basically an essay about what I've gone through is being a black man in a rural uh, community growing up and what I've dealt with. And it was a pretty personal kind of story. And, and uh, yeah, and it's so far so good. It's crazy having something like that out there, but um, I'm having, I'm just happy it's out there now. My anxiety level is a little lower, but my face is twitching a little bit. So I think that, I think that's a response to that. Um, but I'm stoked. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to it. Um, you've probably seen it on our social media already if you follow us. So um yeah that's i first published piece of writing that happened to not be fiction which is weird <laughs> congratulations we're thanks. excited for you thanks, exactly guys. congrats also too just so everyone knows it's at nbcnews.com and it's also at nbc news thank section where it's, it's all opinions and it's well researched and uh, Marshall did a great job of actually putting some facts in there that affects um, African-Americans, especially during this time with George Floyd. So it is a piece that everyone should read. And I'm going to say it, specifically white people, <gasps> hear that perspective. Here goes Nick clutching his pearls. He called you out, Nick. <laughs> he's the token white guy of the group. I know, right? <laughs> okay. We all know you gotta have I'm a white guy not. in the group, right? I mean, exactly. Wait, hold on here. You know, you're like the white cisgendered guy, yeah. right? Yeah. You're the token white. Okay. <laughs> okay. We just have you on for a quota. Don't. Yeah, come on, dude. We we have to tick the boxes. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, you know what though? I'm fine with that. Don't forget, uh, disabled military guy. Okay. Yeah, we got That's you. true. We got you. Double check. Double check. Answer patient. You're doing a charity service right now. Man, we are checking so many boxes. I mean, honestly, like once we start this non for profit, <laughs> it'll be for profit. Um, we should be like, well, he's military, so we get a little bit more. I was going to say, can we make money though, please? Because that'll be <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, we are. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Once no. we, 
I figure the nonprofit part will be once we start doing like community yes. uh, writing workshops for like inner city and for like, you know, um, people who have like a lesser means because writing, we all believe this writing is for everyone and it is a good outlet to um, let things go. Yeah. And process things and deal with things and, and see parts of yourself that you may not have seen. And that's where we'll do it one day. Theoretically, I think I would say that after after COVID. Well, yeah, when we can leave the house again, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying, I'm I'm down, I'm ready. <laughs> that's, that's, I want to make a presentation. You are good at PowerPoint. And I know shows I love it. like you are the Martha Stewart of PowerPoint. <laughs> Look, I know, I know this is your first episode, Will, but I, my feelings are really hurt right now. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Martha's a criminal. Why, so, how could you compare me to her? Here, here we go with his <laughs> white more, fragility. Here um, we go with his white fragility, Marshall. <laughs> I'm much more of a <laughs> All right, okay. You know what I love about this right now? What I love about this is with, with Will, now there's another dynamic that the audience, our community hasn't seen uh, in or heard. We do this all the time. And this is why we have Will on here is because we have these conversations where we sit down on Zoom and we talk and we talk smack and we have fun and we talk about writing and all this stuff. But like, this is the part, this is the other level that we needed, I think. And now we just get to pick on Nick, and this is great for I everybody. Said, I, I'm pretty sure I get made fun of every single time, and that's about it. Oh, we're just fine. You. Don't worry. We're, we're just fine. Making, mate, Nick, we're not making fun of you. We're yeah. building your character up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what the army said, too. Ready. And look at me now. PTSD oh. and anxiety. <laughs> uh, see, he's got that on you. He's got that. He's mm. got that. All so, right. That's true. Okay. I like it. So my, my actually building our website, my wife saw, you know, I was doing the host, right? Meet the host, Marshall, me and Will. And she goes, wow, you guys have a really dynamic group. Like you're all different. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. yeah, we totally are, aren't we? And that's something like you can see it, but like, I didn't feel it or recognize it until she pointed it out. Right. Because like, I was like, we're just a bunch of writers, like having fun, and we're nerds. Like, well, we have. Oh. I feel like we have a common thread, you know. But we also, we're also geeks. We're also, you know, we have a lot in common. But we're also all three of us coming from so many cool different places, and and meeting up here. And I think it's great. Mm, I love Utah's it. Utah's all right. No, yeah, I mean, I, like I meant I was being a uh, uh, symbolic different places. You know what I'm saying? Like metaphoric. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But also literally. I've been to Utah. We are literally in three different places. Yeah, I mean, Utah's all right. I mean, I've never, I've never thought I would be in Utah as much as I have in the last <laughs> year. I've literally been there four years. Okay. Because in my world, if it's not um, New York, LA, Paris, or London, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I'll even throw in like, you know, I go to Tokyo a lot as well. Um, but like pretty much like when I, when everyone's like, why are you going to Utah? And I was like, you know, that's just, this is where my people are, not Mormons, but the science fiction writers. Nick's face when They're he's also there as well. Nick's face when he said, I go to Tokyo. He's like, neither of us have ever heard of you going to Tokyo. So yeah. that's hilarious. You've really? never one time you told Marshall? us you've been to Tokyo. Never. Yeah. And we've had so many we've we've talked for countless hours. Oh, I've been stuff. to Tokyo a lot. Mm -hmm. Obviously. 
Well, you said it. Yeah. I knew I'm about not you, you a liar. It's just new. Streets in India. <laughs> what? I lived in India for a little bit. Yeah. No, that you lived in the streets of India. Yes, when I first arrived in India, yeah, I was sleeping on the street. Well, that's something. In I didn't know about you going to Tokyo all the time. Well, I've gone to Tokyo over a dozen times. That's like my other favorite spot. So here's the thing, guys. I'm, you know, we were talking about Patreon earlier, right? This is a good segue to come back to the podcast. We we're talking about Patreon. There is a lot of stories the three of us have. Be kind of interesting. We could do some bonus stuff on the old Patreon. So if you're interested in hearing Tokyo stories or living on the streets of India, maybe we can put something like that together for our patrons. Um, yeah, and some of Nick's military stories. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. You know, and some of Marshall's um, yeah. life stories, being a dad, growing up in California. You have, oh, I have, I have weird stories. I used to cruise McHenry Boulevard, man, in Modesto. Really? Straight out of, uh, straight out of, um, uh, American Graffiti. That's where. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know, uh-huh. But that's where we, that's what we did for fun. I lived about 30 minutes from Modesto. We used to cruise up and down McHenry. It was illegal. We got, you know, in trouble, but anyway, it was fun. Whatever. Anyway, different, oh, different, different stories. All right. I like it. So what okay. are we talking about this month, week, episode? <sighs> Well, let me just explain this to you then, sir. You explain something to um, me. So, yeah. Is this what happened <laughs> when I went to do to my get... chores a minute ago? You guys decided to like blindside me with something new? No, what? not at all. Is he reading from the show notes? <laughs> That's what I this is, that, was, that was me hesitating until I got the show notes pulled up to make yeah, sure I, I said fig- I figured as much. I got them in front of me. Go ahead. Because we're prepared. Always. <laughs> we are. Well, I don't memorize it, but... Uh, it's so okay. I mean, we'll get there. So I'm the producer. Most of, us, most of us know, and if you don't know, here's your clue. It's Pride Month, um, and all month we're celebrating LGBTQIA. Um, and so this week we wanted to fo- focus on some authors and talk about our experiencing our experiences reading books that feature the spectrum of the gay community. Um, so I'm actually going to turn time over to Will on this one because. Um, We'll have some pre-drawn up questions that me and Marshall don't really know about yet. No, say I don't see any questions. So, you don't? Oh, no, I do. I see them. Okay. okay. It's going to be like, oh, God, your eyes are getting a little worse than your age. No, I, uh, I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm older. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> okay. But Botox helps me. Um, so I really wanted to, you know, for, for this um, episode, I am going to mention a lot of really great LGBTQIA authors. And it's just a tiny portion of what I've read and what um, Nick and Marshall also have read. So that goes back to the whole point of Instagram is to really that every episode, we're not going to be able to talk about all the books that we love, but every day we will be posting a book that one of us have read that we really love. Um, And no, there will be never any negative speak about any of the authors that we have on here. It just will never happen because writing is hard. Being a creative person is hard and you're putting something out there. So we will only speak of the things that we really love. So I'm actually going to interview the both of you. Um, and I put some general questions up here, but I'm, I feel like we're going to divert a little bit from this. So first, I want to ask both of you, what are, or just one, a book that you've read that featured someone from the LGBTQIA plus community 
just what book first? Let's just go with that first. Like, what book did you read that featured that? That was your first time of an introduction of that. Oh, a first time? Yeah. So the, the oh. first time is going to be a little... I think, since yeah. we, I think since we, though, all write science fiction and fantasy, let's use it for that lens. Okay. So what was the first time that you remember? And it doesn't need to be the, let's not even say the first time that you actually read it. What was the first time that made an impression on you, that opened you, and that really made you think like, oh, like, of course, or I've never seen that done before. Nick, you can start. I'm going to go, so... N.K. Jamison, um, the Broken Earth series, um, the first book is where it, it's so it's really fascinating. And I don't want to sp- throw out spoilers, though. Um, so I want to word this carefully. But basically, it made an impact because you thought you thought this one character was so. Um, I guess you could say like a cis male. And the way he acted and things like that. And then all of a sudden they get into a situation with a nut like, and you, it just, to me, I didn't see it until it happened. And I was like, oh, the writing's been on the wall the entire time. Like this was very cleverly done. Um, so the, it turns out the character is bisexual, um, which I personally don't think it's highlighted enough um, in a lot of things. Um, but it was one of those where it's a bisexual character. It was this or that didn't really matter to them. Um, and that's also the same, same impression I got in game of Thrones with Oberon um, and kind of like the whole feeling from the Dornish people on sexuality is if you're making love, you're making love is if it's pleasure, it's pleasure. Who cares? Who's, who's it with? Um, I would say those two have been the most impactful on on me as a writer but especially me as a reader what about you marshall i changed my mind partway through when nick was talking um and (laughs) i know and it's weird to say this and and i okay so in my head at first because i really went with a focus lately to try to broaden this aspect for example in my reading right and speaking with you and and going on the cruise and stuff, I've been reading more stuff. For example, Getting in the Ninth. I love that. I love that book. I, yeah. I absolutely love that book. And so that was the one I was gonna I was gonna talk about. But then I thought about what I've taught my students, and I'm looking at my desk and I have this copy, and I know I keep talking about this, but I love this play, but no exit. There's mm-hmm. and and there's a there's a character. One of the four characters, uh, three characters, excuse me, um, in that text, in that play, is gay. And she is, her torture is being in love with this woman who's also, who's not in love with her, but in love with the man. And that always had an impact on me. That, that was kind of like, and in teaching it to my students too, it was, it was like, so we analyzed why these things are torture for them because she can never have what the only thing that she was misunderstood in life. And now in death, she's dealing with this as well. Right. Um, so I know that's outside of what you said. It's not really sci-fi or fantasy. It's a play, but that just jumped out at me when I saw the, the book sitting on my desk, but um, my runner up would be getting the ninth. Cause that book is absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> what, so let's God, that I was going to say what I loved about getting the ninth is um, and this is coming from someone who hasn't read a lot of LGBTQ books, uh, 
and things like that. It wasn't so much in your face, like, oh, we're gay, we're gay, we're gay, right? It was, okay, they're gay. Who cares? Continue and write a great story, right? And that's what I appreciated about it. And if that makes any sense, where it wasn't. Well, it's part that of make the world sense? and it wasn't like a yeah. stigma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, it, let's was, un- it is what it is. Let's unpack that statement for a minute of what you just said. Um, that it wasn't in your face, right? What does that mean? Because when I hear that coming from um, you, I mean, like we're friends, but when I hear that a lot from like straight men or straight women, what does that mean to you? Because how I observe that, right? Like as a gay person, how when I hear that a lot of times, it can come across as, um, I don't want to say if not offensive, maybe sometimes hurtful in the way like when people are like, um, for me growing up, it was, well, you're so feminine, you know, why does it always have to be in your face? And you're thinking, well, I'm just being myself and this is just who I am. So can we unpack that about like that statement that you said? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, what did you mean by that? Like, what um, of it? yeah. And I'll, and I'll first recognize this, definitely the not the right thing to say because but i couldn't think of anything else at the time so i do apologize if i did offend you you didn't offend me i mean i I think i think i think the word the wording in that statement is what people say what it and it is the absolute wrong thing to say but i think what i do like about getting the ninth and what i meant by piggybacking on his statement was that it was part of the, it was part of the world and it was part of yeah. what's going mm-hmm. And it was part of the character yeah. and it wasn't, it wasn't like, and what people mean, I think what, and I'm talking for Nick right now too, because this happens. And I, I've heard this statement a lot and it's not in your face, what people are trying to say and it's saying it in the wrong way is that it should be just part of the world and part of the characters and what's going on. But there's, but I think what the what some of these other folks are saying is that it didn't offend them because it wasn't so overt or it didn't. She, know, has, do, she has sex in those books. Oh no, absolutely. But but do do you see yeah. what I'm saying though? Um, yes. Now I want I want Nick to actually answer because I want him to unpack that for himself. Look at this. Well, sorry, well, you're, sorry you're, I, was, you're, I, was, I was trying to help. Dear listeners, dear listeners, I literally told them right before this that no, I'm actually going to interview you because I feel like we have to talk about this as writers mm-hmm. and especially when you're writing the like the other. So I feel like this is a safe place. This is where we should talk about it and we should be open and like just honest. So go ahead, Nick. So unpack that. Like, what did you mean? Yeah. So I'm actually, I mean, going back, Marshall said it better than I did. It was just part of the world. Uh, It was just something that was, it wasn't like, um, I I don't have anything else to say that we're to compare it to, but like what I enjoyed about it was like, it's just part of the world. It is what it is. Same when you, oh man, Marshall, what's that show that we watched um, on Netflix? Yeah. uh, There was the Black Mirror episode. No, yeah, no, oh, maybe no. Wait, I'm thinking the yeah, that's a good one. By the that way, that was a good one. Right? No, it's a space show with uh, Battlestar Galactica girl. Another world, another life, another life. Yes, yes. there's. I want to say there's there's a trans character. There's like two or three gay characters. Yeah, and what what I liked about that was it was never a big deal. Like it was, it is what it is. Like 
no one brought attention to it in a negative manner. You know, does that make sense? Or am I totally off on a tangent here? No, I don't. I think I'm under what you're saying. It's like um, you are, you are saying that them being gay wasn't the focus of the issue. Yes. It was just, they are gay and it's just the episode. And because I yeah. think I think the I think the problem was, and this was, and, and again, this is, and we had this conversation last time we had you on the show, well, too, with mm-hmm. when you asked us what when we were read if what we read from black authors, right? We were talking about that, and it's like mm-hmm. so people have an expectation, obviously, and when they go into reading authors, right? When they go reading a, a work, right, and if they know who the author is, they they have something comes along with that and whether it's, it's a bias, it's whatever you want to say it is. Um, and that comes along with it. So for example, if you know a book is written by a black author out the gate, you're going to assume race and stuff is going to come into play, right? That's just what people do when they go to read stuff. Right. And I think that's the problem with the statements. Like it wasn't in your face. It's like, okay, you know, there's going to be, um, you know, uh, gay characters and stuff like that. But I think what, what gets the wrong people upset is that it was, it didn't offend them by having that in there. Do you know what I mean? Because they Mm -hmm. went into it knowing they went into it, knowing that if it was done in a certain way, it would offend them. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. So I think what's interesting also is I think there's a lot of things that aren't being said is that as a gay person, when I read Tasman Yours, Getting in the Ninth, uh, we are allowed to be whole people. Yeah. And unfortunately, and have a full arc. And you that, yeah, you don't see that in media. Uh, now you are like, there's definitely hope. Progress is being made. But um, which this also is a great segue for my next question for both of you is, you know, now that you've read these characters, how many LGBTQIA plus people? Have you actually put in your stories? Three. And I just want to like quick side note here. Like I'm crying actually because what you just said about what you loved about it is you felt like a whole person because of that book. And like on so many different levels, it's so sad that it's taken this long for you to find a whole character that encompasses what your life is, you know? And I don't know what, I don't know. I'm maybe over emotional over here, like shedding some tears. And I'm just, it's, you know, I want to see what happens, you know, another 50 years from now. And hopefully we don't have to deal with these issues anymore. Well, and, and so, and that's the, and that was similar to the conversation we had the last time too. We were talking about when we, you know, there'd be like one black character in a show, you know, and if it was a horror movie, you know, homeboy was going to die. Right. Uh, you know, he was going to die. He didn't have an arc. Mm-hmm. He just happened to be the black friend and he was destined to be killed within the first 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, and these are tropes that you've seen forever. And then like we talked about and, 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 and we talked about black Panther and how much I love that film and how the entire film, you know, centers around black characters with full arcs and they're the heroes straight up, you know, and, and that's, that's a huge deal. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, we keep coming back to movies and stuff like that. But again, this is, this is, I think people coming into these things with these preconceived notions is, is why they say things that are offensive, you know, like we were tiptoeing around a minute ago. You know what I mean? Um, I forgot where we were going. 
So your back, question is, back. how many oh. LGBTQIA plus characters have you put in your stories? If any, and if you didn't, like, I think this is what also I want listeners to understand. If you didn't, there's no one pointing a finger at you. The reason I'm asking this is um, for you to like, Marshall, how many have you put in your stories? I have a few. Um, actually, in one of the short stories I wrote, I shared it with Nick, I think. I don't think I shared it with you. I don't well, think I got um, I think that was before um, we met, I think. Um, mm-hmm. The My Baby story, the one I wrote. Remember that one, Will? Uh, the not Will. Sorry, Nick. The uh, um, uh, I don't know if I heard, the, spa- the spaceship uh, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I have a couple. I have one in my novel and one in my other novel. And again, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Like that one short story I'm talking about. The one short story mm-hmm. I'm talking about centers on the fact that. And again, he's 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 gay from the beginning. There's no issue about it. But and at the end is a really touching little moment. There's a touching moment at the end. And again, I feel like I did a decent job with it, but I feel like I don't have a frame of reference either. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I'm I'm, I'm guilty of doing the same exact thing we were just talking about as having the one black character or the one or two female characters instead of having just people, you know, all these people. And it's, I'm right there with you, Marshall, because I find myself like, and I don't want to make sure it doesn't feel forced when I'm adding in these types of characters, female characters, um, LGBTQIA. And what character. you mean by that is characters that are not exactly who you are, right? Yeah. You're writing another character, right? Right. Writing the other, yeah. if you will. Um, I, I, I don't want to ever feel forced. So I think I'm overconscious of that um, at times to where like I'm, you know, Again, frame of reference too. Like, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with some of these <laughs> characters. Gonna be honest there. But like, I mean, I have I have a lot of gay friends, um, family, um, you know, all of that. And I have I have a I have a I could reach out and I've and I've spoken to these people and I've loved these people forever. And I know that I could I can do it. But at the same time, why? <laughs> why in a whole novel? Do I still only have like one character still? Am I afraid to write more than one? Is that the problem? Like I'm asking you, Will, like this is the same thing with the, with the token black guy that who's going to die in 15 minutes. Like, Hey, I have him. You see him. Okay. That's the magical Negro that uh, Maurice talks about. Exactly. Yeah. And Stephen King does that. And I love him, but he does do, he writes the magical Negro. He does. But so this is great that you're asking this because I think this goes back to my next question. What do you think the challenges are for both of you writing characters that are from like the LGBTQIA plus community? What are your challenges? Say it again. Misrepresentation. So, and and this just goes through my background. Like, I mean, maybe I'm putting myself out there and probably some of you caught it with my comment earlier. Um, like three or four years ago, like who I was then when I thought about people is different than what I know now. Like, and that not saying I hated people back then, but it was like, I didn't have any interaction, um, with a lot of people from that community and now education too. And that's a big part of it. Yeah. Right. And now that I'm in involved and I'm, you know, well, you and I talk every single day now, 
Like yeah. mm-hmm. three years ago, I don't, I couldn't tell you if I had a gay friend that I liked. Um, and I had, you know, and I knew some people who were gay from high school that I kept up with once in a while. Um, but I didn't, I didn't connect with them. I didn't have a personal relationship like that. Um, so it's totally different now, but it's misrepresentation. I don't, I don't understand enough. I don't, I haven't lived those experiences and because I don't want to misrepresent some of like the closest people to me right now, I'm afraid to write that character. And for me, I don't know if it's misrepresentation. It's more, um, I, just, I honestly, I don't know, honestly, like, I feel like as some of the relationships that I've had with my gay friends, like, and you know, family and, and, and expand extended family and stuff like that. Like, I don't think I don't really necessarily have a problem going there at all. I just think for some reason up until relatively recently, I mean, and I grew up in the nineties, man. I mean, in the nineties were ugh, like some of the stuff, I mean, you grew up in the nineties too. Will you know, I mean, it's, what are you talking about? I grew up in the 2000s. Oh my God, dude. I mean, it's like, I cringe thinking about the conversations and things that people were having, like, you know, in high school and stuff like that. And it's like, and I, and I feel like the, the only reason I haven't done it more is I'm, I, I'm not conscious that I should st- be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I really don't have a good explanation and it, and it's, nice. dis- and it's, and it's a little disappointing, honestly. So good. This is why we need to talk about it because this is what's going to make us better people and better writers. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing is this. Um, I don't think the own voices comes into play a lot about this, right? But I think when you're trying to tell a story of coming out or surviving as someone who's gay, that is a different thing of saying is if you're a cis straight male, do I, should I be saying, should I be telling this story? Mm-hmm. And also too, can I do it justice? But what I think is different is that as science fiction and fantasy writers, we can write the other without telling that specific story. Because guess what? Gay people can also have adventures and be heroes. Mm-hmm. And if that's all you wrote, that's amazing. Right. Because it has nothing to do with a lot of the social issues that we're talking about. If you build a world where being gay is no big deal, but that is still the star of your hero and they're falling in love and they're doing everything that anything else would be. That's awesome. Right. So I do feel like um, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to get it wrong. What's not okay to me is to not try. Right. That's just not okay to me. It's also not okay to just be so afraid of something that you don't do it because fear, and everyone can tweet this quote because I love it. Fear is the cock blocker of life. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I, and- Why do I want to say Betty White on that one? <laughs> and again, I it's not, honestly, and, and now that I'm, and I know in my current work in progress, one of the characters is gay, but again, it's the one, right? Um, but I think if I, any, and, and the works that I'm working on, the bigger pieces are left over from, you, you know, I've been, I started them a couple of years ago, at least, if not a decade ago with my other piece, you know? So I think revisiting that, I think it's, I think it's time to um, expand upon some of yeah. that, you know what I mean? And if you're talking about science fiction and fantasy too, it's like, okay, I've created races too. And then they fall in love with other races. You know what I mean? And, and, and that kind of thing. So 
there's other things going on in science fiction and fantasy as well that you can um, don't have to feel so afraid of, I suppose. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's also, I want to um, hyper focus this just on transgendered characters. Mm-hmm. Have you written them into your stories? I started a piece. Uh, yes. Uh, this was in October in response to the issue that you guys are fairly aware of. Um, you know, my, my, um, my youngest is, is trans and that's something I want to bring into my work and something I want to discuss with him and, and, and deal with, try to tell a version of, of what he's been going through in this, in this piece. So I did, I did start a, a piece and it's all dialogue and it's, it's somebody that's misgendering someone else. And it's, and it's just a, and it's just a barrage of it. And eventually the the character just says, all right, fuck you. You know what I mean? Because you just don't, you won't stop. You know what I mean? And, and so I, I felt like with everything going on around that particular moment when I was writing that, that's how I would feel if I, I, I projected if my kid knew what was going on, that's what he'd be saying. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. yes, to your answer. Yes, I have started it and I plan to. Yes. <laughs> Nick. Not running a trans character. Um, and that's due to the world building that I have set up. I have not, because mine kind of involves brain chips. So yeah. I haven't decided if that's a social issue I want to tackle in my world quite yet. Um, to where it's included, at least in this first novel, of like, because there's always that thought process of like well what if they just decided every every time someone comes out as trans they just put this chip in their brain and then all of a sudden they're matching with the gender of their birth you know and again that's not i'm not sure if i want to tackle that type of issue um and so if if i do write a trans character in in the novel that you're reading um i'm gonna have it to where trans is just like anything else um, I want to normalize it, if you will, um, where people are free yeah. to and kind of just live that way, the way they need to. I mean, halfway people have brain implants for cell phones, so you know, and robotic arms and limbs and stuff. Yeah, I think in science fiction we um, can tell really powerful stories, um, specifically with transgendered characters. Um, and also say this as a gay person, and I have friends who are trans, um, lots of them actually, uh, cause I live in New York and LA and because of what I do, um, what's interesting to me though, is it is something that I want to include in my work. I have in some of my short stories, but in a way, again, it goes back to, I don't want to tell someone's, um, transition story, um, or their, their funneling through that, I want them to be trans characters that are having an adventure yeah. and are the heroes or the villains. And the villain part has nothing to do with the reveal of their actual gender, right? Yeah. If you look at old movies like The Crying Game, I don't know if you all saw that, but at the end of the film, um, and this is a spoiler if anyone hasn't seen it, uh, um, it turns <laughs> out that the the trans woman, you know, is realized that she has a penis and the guy who realized it goes up and throws up and is like disgusted by it, right. um, which enrages me on multiple levels. 
uh, because of what the media proposes about trans people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's horrible, but I don't want to write that story. I want to write a story where my trans characters are having just as much fun and are just as kick-ass and badass as my gay, lesbian, bisexual, non-binary, straight characters, black, Asian, like whatever, whatever I'm creating. Let me, can I ask a question on that? Yeah, go ahead. So in a, in a world where you just want a trans character to be on an adventure, how do you bring it up and mention that they're trans? Because if it's just part of everyday life and it's just kind of normal, like how do you, how do you do that in a way that isn't offensive to the trans population? I think that's how, when you have to have someone who is against it and, and, and when you, you know, you have that moment where they are misgendered or something like that, or someone from their past that knew them as, as something else completely. You know what I'm saying? I think, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. I also think the next part is what trans authors do you read? And this, okay. yeah. I think what I've tried to challenge myself to do, um, especially in the last like three to five years is to read outside of what I identify with. And I make it a point. This is why like, you know, I, I mean, I, you guys know, like I read a ton, yeah, but do. like I love reading. understatement of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like Charlie Jane Anders. You know, she is brilliant. She's uh, she's on my list. She's, I just love her brain. I love her brain. Um, I love her. Um, I love her and Annalie Newitt's um, podcast, Our Opinions Are Correct, talking about science and science fiction. So I think the first thing is when we're at writers that we seek out reading what trans people are writing, both in our genre, science fiction and fantasy, but also others you know, um, and really look at how other people have written trans characters. That's the first thing. Then it is to get, um, a, um, an actual, like, um, sensitivity reader. Yeah. I think especially with everything going on now, um, there was glad put out a thing and don't quote me on this. I'll find it out, but glad put out a report of, uh, this year was it 2019, 27 trans women were murdered for being trans. And out of that, 24 of them were black. So it made me think a lot about what I write. And um, I think it is important that we, um, when you are writing the other, that you're not telling their story, but you're putting them in the story because they exist. Like yeah. you, this is, this is not, this is not being um, the diversity checklist. This is including people to um, make sure you're, um, world isn't homogenous yeah because it's part of the world it's part of the world that we know you know and so including everybody that exists in the world is is important you know what i mean yeah so i have homework for both of you and for our listeners yes i want you to go watch the documentary called disclosure it is an hour and a half long it is about um transgendered people um and what we don't focus enough on, I think, in um, transgender, we always think of men, uh, you know, transitioning towards women. But there is also this transmasculine thing that tends to also not get. And another thing that you really want to look at, too, is that, you know, not everyone who's trans wants to pass right. as what we consider women or men. And as writers, like, I always think back of... Um, 
Ursula Guinn's The Left Hand of Darkness about how they could switch genders and it was very gender and sexual fluid. I think that book's amazing. But I think everyone, if you're listening, to watch that um, documentary is both heartbreaking, touching, and it's empowering. Because you, you see what members of the trans community go through and specifically about how the Black uh, transgendered people have enriched our culture. And I'm just going to throw this down right now. Everyone talks about Madonna's Vogue back from the 90s, you know, and she like brought Vogue out. Madonna appropriated Voguing. Oh, yeah. Watch the movie Paris is Burning. And you will see gay people, you will see transgendered people, transgendered black women, you know, transgender um, black men. And watch that document because if you want to understand, like, you know, to get to connect to trans characters, uh, because they quoted a thing that Glad said, you know, 80% of Americans don't know anyone who's trans. So how are they funneling all of their messages? Through media. Mm-hmm. And how is that media seen? For the majority of it, they're seen as when they reveal their gender, because that's what it's been so focused on, um, as disgusting, angry, vomiting. Right. That is not true. You're you're taking the humanity out of people. I, I think at one point, all of us have been made fun of or torn down. And that is a focus point to know of like how you want to write and like what, how you can build empathy with people. Yeah. That's perfect. So this one time I decided to, to be on a podcast and at the beginning of each episode, my co-host made fun of me and called me Karen. <laughs> is that how you were torn down? Thank you. Oh, Karen. <laughs> and literally said, I'm breaking you down. <laughs> Well, and, and, and another thing too, and, and, and if you, I don't know, and, and that's one of the things that in my real job or my day job, whatever you want to call it, I, I co-run the uh, Spectrum Club on campus and trying to give a safe space to the LGBTQ community on my little tiny campus. And there's quite a lot more than you think that, that just want a place to be that they don't have, they're not going to get made fun of. They, they, they have two teachers sitting there that are willing to listen to them and help them. You know, we were instrumental in getting the, um, you know, uh, gender neutral bathrooms put in and that kind of stuff. And, and this is something like that is super important to help understand where folks are coming from is by listening and asking these questions too. You know what I mean? And, and asking what pronouns they prefer and, and honoring that and, and owning when you screw it up, you know, and, 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 and moving forward and supporting them. And, and, you know, like I said, and your homework is perfect. Will is, you know, educating, you know, listening to these stories and, and seeing what we can do in our writing. Um, and of course, sensitivity readers are huge, very important. 100%. So, you know, Marshall, since you um, spoke about Zoe's journey, yeah. will you just share with everyone, like, the difference you saw in him when you were using the right pronouns? Yeah. It's, Zoe. Well, and it all, the, the day it changed was when um, he asked to get his hair cut. And that was the day when we cut his hair, was the day that he says, I want to be he. Can you use he and I, and we were like, yeah, of course, you know? 
and that and the that and and he's never upset when people get it wrong. You know, my mom still screws it up sometimes. My in-laws, I mean, people still screw up. You know, and it's and it's frustrating for me and my wife, but at the same time, it's to know that I'm getting it right and that it's right for him. All of these other things made so much sense, and I could see the relax, a more relaxed version of my child, you know, to where he knew that he was being seen and, and it was okay to be who he was, you know? Um, and it's, and it's, and it's huge and it's, and it's been, it has not been easy and it's been a, you know, it's been a couple of years and he's young and people have their bullshit around it. And I don't give a, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not, there's yeah. no scenario. I don't support my kid ever, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, if he wants to go by they, them at some point, great. That's, that's fine with me too. I don't care. I don't care. I want him to be happy and I want him to know that we see him regardless, you know, and, and that is the biggest hurdle I feel like for the, the, that particular community is being seen. And like you said, man, I mean, to be having adventures and, and being part of the narrative, you know, that's, that's huge, you know, and I see him, he's writing his little comics and, and he, and, and he builds his avatars and the video games and, and just the outfits. And it's just, amazing and i love it and he can he knows he has that freedom with us and 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 there's a lot of anxiety going out in the world for him and for uh, the lgbtq community i know it but again having the safe space and knowing that the people around you are supporting you is is a huge huge thing so i don't know i should probably tell my wife i talked about this but anyway <laughs> no thank you for sharing i think because i want everyone to know who's listening is that you know um marshall's coming from a place of being a parent of a transgender child. I'm coming from a place of being a part of the gay community. And there are issues even in the gay community of racism, of yeah. being trans, and it blows my mind. And, you know, Nick is coming from a place of, you know, being our token white guy on I here. Know. And he's amazing. But, he's so right? good at it. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is that he is accepting and yeah. um, he does have questions. And I think, I don't want people to think, you know, <sighs> Oh, do I have questions? Yeah, but we are going to have trans writers on here yeah. that we're going to interview and we are going to spotlight them because that is a big part of building a community that you have every single person um, as much as possible being represented because no one is a monolith. Well, a know? true community is, 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 is including, Inclusive. including everybody, you know, and, mm -hmm. and building and, and building a safe community, knowing that we're not excluding folks. If they want to be a writer, be a writer. Everything else is what it is, yeah. you know, yeah. and bring it on because yeah. we need um, unique stories. Exactly. Um, there are a few authors I want to highlight for yes. pride that I want to talk that I want um, Nick and Marshall to pick one to read. Um, <laughs> I already read one. I see one on this list, man. <clears throat> um, Julian Winters. Um, he wrote two books, um, How to Be Remy Cameron and um, Running with Lions. Um, the reason I love Julian so much is because it was the first story that I read that was a young adult contemporary that was happy. had a happy ending. And it is my favorite book to reread when I'm down because it is not always about coming out, actually. 
um, How to Be Remy Cameron is about these labels we put on each other. Our, um, the character is adopted and he's um, black and, you know, he's trying to figure out who he is. And he's also gay and he falls in love and has adventures. And Julian just writes these really relatable characters that even if you're not gay, like you would identify with as being a teenager. I mean, how to, um, the one book that he wrote, um, Running With Lions, is about the gay kids being on the soccer team and it's not an issue, no big deal. In fact, the, the coach in the book is like, if you have a problem with it, you are off the team, right? Because that is the world that we want to create, yes. right? That's awesome. the world that is creating right now. Um, I've mentioned Adam Silvera before. Um, his books aren't always the happiest, but they're really well. well so I'm looking on audible as you're talking because I love audible and I've got some credits to burn and I, and I do want to do my homework. Like, like yes. you told me, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Adam Silvera, it has several books on here. Um, they both it died. Die at the end is great. Okay. So that one I'll bookmark. Okay. And that tells you the end. Okay. Not what happens. Makes sense. Yes. Um, you won't find Julian Winters on, um, audible. Because he works with um, Interlude Press, which is a, an amazing small publishing company that specifically targets the LGBTQIA plus community without the kill your gays tropes. And yeah. in mystery, in nonfiction, in science fiction. So Jill, I, I, Interlude Press is great because they um, write, they publish, they're a small press, but they publish, you know, um, stories within the gay um, community, and they're happy. No one is killing the gays tropes, which is great. Um, And then Not My Sidekick is one of the other books that's like, I would say middle grade to young adult um, that features all, you know, black indigenous people of color Mm. um, on that frame. And they're having adventures. They're like allowed to be whole beings. Another writer I really love is River Solomon, An Unkindness of Ghosts. They write beautiful fiction um, and fantasy slash sci-fi. Um, and also Tasman Muir, who we talked about, Gideon the Ninth, yeah. um, which um, Harrow the Ninth comes out in September. Um, and then Charlie Jane Anders, Annalie Newitz, like um, they are both um, amazing writers. They're just some of the people that, you know, I wanted to mention on the podcast, but again, go to our Instagram because we're going to be highlighting <laughs> all of these people, you know, in the next coming, um, days and weeks, and we're going to continue to do so. And thank you for doing that. And thank you for joining our, our team. And I can't thank you enough for this conversation because we went, um, I don't know where I didn't know in the beginning where we were going to go. And I know you well enough to know that it was going to go somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was, and it was everything I hoped it would be. So, um, Not only I just I want to say thank you for for joining the show, but also um, I can't wait to see see what our community does next. So and thank you for putting up with me. Um, (laughs) We we, we have to have you. you. Come on. Yeah, we're happy you're here too. (laughs) I I'm just saying sometimes I say things and I don't know what I'm saying. No, but like this is the whole point that you're in a safe space where you can say it. If and from the day we met, Nick, within the first half an hour how many questions did you ask me and that went on for what seven hours or so i'm sorry that wasn't until we hit okay yeah we got to the beach and then we had at least two days to hang out before i was like 
I got questions. Nah, there were some before that, but anyway, yes. But you were like, you know what? Let's let's get some beers on the beach yeah. tomorrow. As long as I get some beers, we're good. I'll answer I, all your questions. I'm, I am a question person. When it comes to a, something that I've never experienced, I want to ask you all the questions that I possibly can to understand your experience. And I try my best not to be um, offending, offensive. And, and- Will and myself, my we both tell you when you are offensive and why it's offensive, and then you know. Yeah, that's all I asked for. And then you evolve. Exactly. And we and love watching exciting. your evolution, by the way. Yeah, I think it's exciting and it's nice. I said it's weird because I'm recognizing it and it's like, oh man. Oh man. I'm growing. This is why I'm giving everyone the homework to watch the documentary Disclosure. I think there's a lot of things I've learned. You know, and I think there's lots of things that everyone can learn and you can know what is um, appropriate to ask and appropriate. And also, so you have a wider space of history for people that you probably didn't know because none of us grew up in history class learning about Stonewall. None of us grew up learning about, you know, uh, transgendered people as whole people. We grew up learning about these jokes or things that's why like i'm really passionate about this documentary because i think it is really well done and it's just one part of the puzzle awesome so you got your homework people this has been just keep writing a podcast for writers by writers to keep you writing check out our website at justkeepwriting.org you can find links to our social media and discord channel in the show notes as well as any other links mentioned during the show if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is patreon.com slash just keep writing. Thanks for listening. Now just keep writing.